Mountain believes every brand should be on TV, regardless of budget or size. That's why their self-serve performance TV platform takes the difficulty and expense out of connected TV advertising. With Performance TV, you get access to tens of thousands of audience segments so you can always find your target customer. Mountain serves your ads exclusively on premium streaming networks to elevate your brand profile and auto-optimizes your campaigns thousands of times a day to ensure you're always at peak performance. Visit Mountain.com to learn more. listening to Uncommon Thinking, a podcast from Advertising Week. In this episode, recorded at Advertising Week LATAM 2022, RGA's Global Head of Media and Connections, Ellie Bamford, speaks to three positive shifts happening in media right now and every company's power and responsibility to act on these changes. We hope you enjoy this episode. so much for having me here today. It's actually my first time in Mexico City and it's just absolutely amazing. I've had, a, yeah, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> I've had so much great food, too much great food, lots of great drinks, drinks on fire. There's a lot of drinks on fire, so, but it's, it's been amazing. So look, as you can see, I'm, I'm Ellie Bamford. I'm the Global Head of Media and Connections at RGA. I don't know if you all know who RGA is, but we are a global advertising agency and we're fucking amazing. That's all. <laughs> so I'm excited because today I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to talk about a positive transformation that's happening in media and we're not going to talk about the metaverse because everyone else is talking about the metaverse. So we're not going to do that. A little bit about me. I've worked in media for 20 years. It's a really long time. <laughs> and every single year has felt like a new job because media is always changing. And I've never not been looking forward. So people get up here when it's a media discussion and they talk about very tactical things like zero party data and global aperture and personalization delivery. I'm not gonna do that today. I'm gonna talk about stuff that I think is much more interesting. <laughs> And the reason why is because it's much more powerful because it's about putting people first, which we all should be doing. Media is undergoing a shift in three things. A shift in social, a shift in the scrutiny of brands, and something I'll call media for all. And it's a move a lot of platforms and companies are doing, and it's relatively small, but it has a huge impact and it often gets overlooked and rolled up into corporate inclusivity, but a little bit more on that in a minute. First, let's talk about a shift in social. How many of you are paying attention to Be Real? Put your hand up. Okay, not bad, it's about a third of you. Okay, if you don't know, Be Real is a photo sharing platform that launched in 2019 and it is exploding and it is a sign of what's to come. Be Real asks you to post one candid photo a day. There's no algorithms, there's no ads, there's no editing, and there's no filters. Something new. <laughs> Look at this growth. Three million daily active users in April, and now it's 10 million and climbing. And in September, it was the most downloaded free app in the UK, the US, Brazil, and Australia. 
pay attention. How does this thing actually work? So once a day at a random time, every user gets sent a notification to post a photo of their surroundings. You get two minutes to do this. You don't get to wait for the fun part of your day or that beautiful picture where you have no double chin. You have to take it in two minutes and it uses the reverse camera as well as the front. So it takes a photo of you at the same time as your surroundings. So even if you look pretty good most of the time, guaranteed in that minute you'll be wearing your pajamas or be like really sweaty and gross from the gym. Oh, and remember, there's no filters. And on Be Real, you only get to see everyone else's photos after you've posted yours. So if you want to scroll through and see your friends like crazy pics, uh, you have to share yours first. There's a really cheering camaraderie to that. I trust you with my life, frizzy hair, warts and all, and you show me your life. And I think be real, you know, mine, certainly, are always of my laptop screen or my dog, Bruce, and they're not glamorous, they're not of fancy restaurants, they're not of perfect holiday destinations, they're mundane, and it's kind of uneventful, and it turns out that's actually really okay. And you know why? Because Be Real reminds me of this. Beauty is not the same as perfection. We need to remember this. Instagram has trained us to aspire to this glossy fantasy of life. And Be Real, by contrast, shows us that beauty exists everywhere, in the joy of every day and the people that you actually know, even if they don't have lipstick on. <laughs> Authenticity, it feels like a tarnished word, and I think all of us in marketing, we feel this, because I think we made it that way. <laughs> and sociologists say that our craving for authenticity is not surprising, because only portraying happy times and perfect moments on social is to deny a large part of an authentic human emotional experience. Just think about that for a second. It's so understandable, that's why we want more authentic portrayals as social media continues to dominate our life. I'm sure you've heard this quote before, comparison is the thief of joy. And I think that is so true in relation to social media. And it's showing up like this. A recent global study showed that anxiety and depression levels in young adults have more than doubled since 2019, with the pressure of social media and the presence on social media as being one of the top three contributing factors. That's horrible. I think the fast growth of Be Real is a testament to a yearning for a life online that's about connection and not perfection. And if you look at the demographic of Be Real, it's very young. I was introduced to it by one of my friend's teenagers who showed me how it worked and I was horrified at how I looked. Uh, but then I really enjoyed it. And now you see 20-somethings and 30-somethings are all starting to swell the ranks. This is the way the social wind is blowing. And you see, we are seeing this across social platforms. Users are shifting to casual posting styles and low effort and photo dumps and not filtered. And it's a pushback against this this perfect influencer aesthetic, this polished, retouched bullshit. 
<laughs> and it's echoing a change in how we define value. And my friend's teenage daughter, the one who showed me Be Real, she said something I thought was perfect. We're not performing anymore. And niche platforms like Be Real are going to benefit from this change in behavior. People are moving off Instagram, and Facebook daily users decline globally for the first sequential time in the company's history this year. The point about all this is we are finding more authentic ways to connect with our friends where there's less commerce and there's more community like Discord or Reddit. Reddit's users are up 44% since 2021. 44%. There's another component here about the shift in social, and that's creator empowerment. People are realizing they're not happy being a product, and they want respect and payment for their craft. And it's about time, because the creator economy is worth 200 billion, and there are 50 million creators around the world and growing. If you ask a kid today in the US what they want to be when they grow up, it's not a musician or an athlete, which used to be the top answer. It's a YouTuber. Ugh. And that's an answer that's three times more popular than an astronaut. And what's really noteworthy about this too is the financial opportunities that come along with being a creator. It's really a new classification for small business. Two million global creators are already making six figures and many more people aiming to achieve that kind of status. So it's not surprising with all of this growth in the creator world that membership platforms that support creators to monetize their work are popping up everywhere. There's about 21 million estimated monthly payouts on Patreon. 21 million. 230,000 creators are using it to share their work with more than 7 million fans, or patrons as we call them, uh, worldwide. PearPop started in 2020 and it already has 200,000 people using it. Even platforms, which have contributed to some of these inequities before and some of the bad behavior, they are trying to make a difference. TikTok, Twitter, Spotify, Instagram, they're all developing new ways for creators to get paid and to monetize their craft. Things like fan support tips and ticketed spaces and pretty much every platform now has a creator marketplace. So if you look at all this, proper recognition and payment for creators' crafts and empowerment to control their own monetization that's really good. That's a positive change. Everyone becoming a commerce center? I'm not sure. Let's see. Time will tell. All right, second thing. You all still with me? Everyone's awake? OK, good. Number two, a shift in scrutiny. Oh, you know this. We used to call it brand transparency and accountability, but it's so much more than that. All of us, we've all become much more critical and discerning consumers, questioning the ethics and the practices of the brands and the companies that we buy from. And it's true, we expect a hell of a lot more. In fact, 78% of consumers expect companies to make a positive social impact. And over half of us, half, this is global, believe that we will boycott, we say we'll boycott a brand if we think it has unethical business practices and doesn't share our values. That is a really, really tough position for brands. Really tough. Because this happens. 
People can easily find the information they need to either support or very publicly cancel you. And they are sharing that on social with big, loud voices. <laughs> and the real impact comes when people vote with their wallet. What does this mean? This means everything that you do as a brand matters. It's not only the words. It's who you create with. It's where you buy media. It's the publishers and the celebrities and the influencers that you engage. It goes beyond product and company practice. Brands will be expected to wield the full arsenal of their resources, their funds, their expertise, their networks, their reputations for the greater good. Fail this scrutiny test and you are screwed. People will call you out for it and they're watching. We are watching. And if you don't believe it, let's have a look at some recent call outs. Every June, major corporations cloak their social media pages and their products and their logos in rainbow colours in recognition of Pride Month. We've all seen this. Slap a rainbow flag on it. A flood of rainbow capitalism is one thing, but there's one huge problem for certain brands. Here's an example. This year, the major marketing and media sponsors of Pride in the US including Toyota, AT&T, and Comcast, who are two major telcos, they were called out for also giving millions to anti-gay action groups. Isn't that horrifying? Look, this is not new. This kind of double talk and corporate hypocrisy has been going on for a long time. What's different now is that consumer-led think tanks like Data for Progress are shining a light on this kind of duplicitous behaviour. They're calling it out. You cannot hide behind the rainbow flag anymore, people. Don't do it. Here's another one. I'm sure you all recognise this person. Courtney Kardashian and fast fashion mega brand Boohoo have faced massive criticism and backlash for their collaboration due to its contradictory message. Their partnership was meant to raise environmental awareness. But Boohoo was recently named one of the least sustainable fashion brands in the UK by the Environment, Environmental Audit Committee for promoting overconsumption and making no effort to reduce their carbon footprint. When Kardashian was asked about this contradiction and this partnership, she said, I certainly don't have all the answers. I hoped it would raise awareness about the impact of fast fashion. What? That doesn't make any sense and this partnership is over. Here's another one, you might know this one. Mercedes and Leo Burnett created a campaign to promote its electric car range with their logo over images of nature. And the slogan read, nature or nothing. It was quickly called out because Mercedes is facing legal action from climate groups for its environmental impact. Not good. <laughs> And rather than taking responsibility for the greenwashing, it was met with a barrage of excuses from the agency and the brand. Not good. During this backlash, consumer group where from an agency 10 days, they hijacked the campaign and they replaced it with images of pollution and fire and drought to call attention to this. Crazy. There's a big lesson in this one particularly. Agencies, we are in a position to help guide our clients the right way. 
to communicate authentically, not to be a partner in crime like this. Look, it's pretty straightforward. Don't speak out of both sides of your mouth. <laughs> Got it? Good, yes. <laughs> pretty easy. But, there's always a but, right? What do you do when the world shifts around you really fast? When the unpredictable happens? How do you respond as a brand? What do you do? Of course, we're going to talk about this. Ah, Elon. Twitter has changed significantly in one week. One week since Musk closed his $44 billion buyout of the company. His manic actions since raise massive questions about how the world's richest man can operate the platform and carry out all of his big ambitions. New users, new products, $8 Musk, woo! Um, a boosting revenue, which is actually pretty important because Twitter hasn't turned a profit for eight of the past 10 years. Not good. Advertisers provide 90% of Twitter's revenue, 90%. And they've paused their spending because of fears about what's happening on the platform, being overrun by hate speech and misinformation. And they've pulled back. There is a boycott happening. I'm sure you've all read about this. Multiple brands, GM, Pfizer, Volkswagen, General Mills, Audi, many more are joining the boycott every single day. And their fears are founded completely as should yours. Because the use of racial slurs, this is just one thing, the use of racial slurs on Twitter increased by nearly 500% in the 12 hours after the Musk deal closed. 500%. But, did you read this? He sent us a really nice tweet. <laughs> How nice, thanks Elon. He said, Twitter obviously cannot become a free-for-all hellscape. Oh. Thank you very much, Elon. You are very wrong. <laughs> and on Friday, just gone last week, a group of 60 civil rights and civil society groups, including GLAAD and the Anti-Defamation League, launched this website, Stop Toxic Twitter. If you haven't been on here yet, get on here. Have a look, have a read, because it's amazing. All of these coalition partners are now a part of this, and it's growing every day. And this coalition is calling on Twitter advertisers, Twitter advertisers, to publicly commit to stopping advertising globally. That there must not be a rollback on basic moderation practices. And Musk needs to make the platform safer, not a hellscape, and focus on ushering in a new era that has stronger policies to protect users against hate, harassment, and toxic shit. I said shit, yes. He's doing the exact opposite. The sweeping layoffs at Twitter that happened last week makes it impossible to uphold the brand safeguards and content moderation. Why? Because he fired everybody that actually does it. It's amazing. So unless he can invest and prioritize teams that can really robustly enforce Twitter's existing community standards, the platform is not safe. It's just not. Bottom line. Brands, you don't want to be associated with controversy and negativity. No one does. And relaxing regulations on the platform makes this a dangerous place to put media investment. 
it also makes it a dangerous place to be as a user. The big question any advertiser should be thinking about when they're in a media environment is, what content am I going to be next to? And right now, at Twitter, it's completely unhinged. Give it a few weeks, it could be even worse. Musk has already indicated that current banned accounts from many of these people that you see here could be reinstated. Just stop and think about that. I'm speaking to all brands, all agencies, all advertisers who are here in the room or who are listening to me right now. If you are still advertising right now on Twitter, wake up, pay attention, and stop it now. Your response as a brand matters not only to your customers, but also to your employees as well. This stands for something right now. Let's move on, because I can't look at his face anymore. <laughs> Bye, Elon. Bye. All right, finally, this is the third thing. Uh, media for all. This is something I'm super motivated by. And I'm talking about brands and platforms creating entry and access formats for all users. At the heart of it, this is about being included. Let's stop and think about what that really means. The idea of being included is such a small thing, but it's a really big thing when you're not. Really big. There's going to be an ongoing push for brands and platforms to create meaningful change here. It's not just a question of content. Brands need to be thinking about how they're creating experiences because not everyone consumes content in the same way. Oh, what a revelation, right? <laughs> Racism and colorism have literally been built into technology, whether that's been intentional or not. And apps and the technology behind them are continuing to become more inclusive, which is fantastic, so they work properly for all users. Google's done a great job here with its camera, changing it with real tone to more precisely capture black and brown skin tones and curly hair. Google's phones might not be the biggest sellers, but they're very influential. Why? The Pixel line is a showcase for Android. Android has over 70% market share worldwide. And cameras play a huge part in people's phone choice. But the marketing's always been spec-based, right? In launching Real Tone, Google's showing how the largely white tech industry can actually better serve people of color. Here's another one. Platforms are doing a lot more to make their services more accessible. TikTok has created amazing visibility for deaf culture. Deaf TikTok has amassed more than 1.2 billion views as live concert sign language interpreters like these people go viral. This woman on the end here, she is signing for Eminem. She's not, that's nuts. <laughs> that is crazy. TikTok creators like Nakia Smith comes from a four-generation family of deaf people. She shares the origins and heritage of black American sign language on TikTok. She's here with her 95-year-old great-grandfather. 
Snapchat, and I know they're coming to speak to you just after me, so this is nice, I'm telling something really good. <laughs> Snapchat is teaching sign language through AR with new alphabet learning lenses called Sign with Snap. They teach users how to fingerspell, and they were driven by engineer Jenica Pounds. She's deaf but has hearing children, and her oldest son was having a really hard time learning sign language. So she went in and she built tools in Snapchat, the place where they were existing as a family and having everyday conversations, to help him learn sign language. She believes that we're about to see a deaf-led evolution of AR. Now there's a fly on me. <laughs> Vox Media enhances its podcast, more than this, with an immersive transcript that recreates the pace and the mood of the original audio in this beautiful visual format. This is so simple and so brilliant. And within the podcast industry, this is a first. It's rare to discover something engineered for the over 400 million deaf and hard of hearing people globally. 400 million. Disability activist Jamie Lynn Hodgland, who was a consultant for this work with Vox, she said, not only will this be a model for others, this will also elevate the industry to continue prioritising accessibility to the next level right now. That was a lot I just showed you, but look at all of it. It's, it's amazing. There is a positive transformation happening in media and it is happening right now. And you can see it's being generated by users pushing back, people wanting to change the social space and the social experience we're having, people wanting to be respected for their craft, to trust the brands that they buy from, to be seen, to be heard, to be included. There is so much power in this room, and anyone else listening to me, so much power. Brand leaders, technologists, media strategists, creatives, digital innovators. What if you put 20%, just 20% of your energy into these three positive shifts? Into making more social moments really centered around connection and not perfection. Paying attention to your behavior as a brand, well done Adidas, and investing and partnering with people with integrity. Building access and entry to media and content for all, even before we're enabled in the metaverse. And the question that we should all be asking ourselves is why are we not here already? And if you're gonna check out three things from here, this is what I'd love to ask you to go do. Go and try out one of the new emerging social spaces like Be Real. Only about a third of you put your hand up, so get on there, have some fun. Go and post that double chin photo and be proud. Be amazing. Check out some of the research from Data for Progress. It is very enlightening. Get in there, have a read, it will blow your mind. And finally, go and watch the brilliant Nakia Smith on TikTok if you haven't seen her before. She is hilarious and beautiful, and she will brighten your day. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. 
For more content like this, be sure to check out Advertising Week's year-round content and podcast network at www.advertisingweek.com. As a marketer, you know it's crucial to spend your budget wisely. Mountain's self-serve connected TV marketing software helps you do that with data-backed insights that take the guesswork out of measuring your ad's impact. With Mountain, you can track your connected TV ad performance in real time and see how it compares to your other channels with leading web analytics integrations. You can even see who's visiting your website or making purchases after watching an ad, regardless of what household device they used. Visit Mountain.com to learn more.